This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. ISIS is on the rise. Our southern border is in tatters. China's economy is collapsing and members of law enforcement are being targeted for assassination. Do you see a trend here? Being prepared isn't just a good idea, it's an absolute necessity. Get your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10 plus free shipping by calling My Patriot Supply at 800-823-2519. Stop procrastinating. 800-823-2519. My Patriot Supply, it's not just food, it's freedom. November 2nd already. Yeah. Amazing. Which, um, which means Bluebell homemade ice cream back on the shelves of stores. That's right. Yeah. Um, right. We need to get some. Desperately. We're talking about Bluebell. We've made an announcement that we're talking about it on the show, which okay. means by the constitution of this program that we should have mm-hmm. it in front of us to eat. So by the end of the show, I expect that to be the case. Well, if there is not, it'd be unconstitutional. Right. And there'd be hell to pay. Right. And you know what happens when something unconstitutional happens on this program? Nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> Same thing that happens when something's unconstitutional in the country. Right. <laughs> Nothing. We're just trying Nothing. to model ourselves after the nation. Right. What we do is we, uh, <laughs> we have a, uh, it's kind of like a debt limit increase, yeah. a constitutional violation increase. We're just like, all mm-hmm. right, we'll allow a few more today. Mm, and maybe. then every day we come back together and just approve more violations. We're the UN of uh, broadcast network shows. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, if you violate this resolution you know what we might do is pass another resolution <laughs> and then if you violate that one we'll go ahead and write another resolution against you we can do that up to 17 or 18 times <laughs> you don't want that i don't know why but you don't mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. anyway uh i guess we uh in texas cops like to stop people just because they're black oh if they gosh. see them on the street they'll stop them just That's indiscriminately, big. they see anybody on a street who's black, they, they pull over and they, they have to stop. Right? Yeah, if you walk around Texas, this is a kind of a thing if you're not from Texas, you don't know. But if you're going through Texas, you'll never actually see an African-American walking. Because if, they're, <laughs> if they start to walk, a cop will stop them. Because it's called uh, walking while black, mm-hmm. and it's against the law in Texas. Mm-hmm. Or you would think so, to listen to Dorothy Bland, who is the dean of journalism... The journalism school at uh, North Texas, which is in Denton, which is kind of, uh, I guess it's ancillary suburban Dallas. Um, but she, uh, she's used to uh, taking a walk at daybreak, but uh, soon flashing lights and sirens from a police vehicle paused one of her rocks recently. And so she wrote a column for the Dallas Morning News. Mm, I can't wait to hear about it. Because she was walking while black oh, right. and she was stopped for that. And uh, here's what she had to say. 
This is the actual incident. There she is. And clearly, she's walking. And she's black. No getting around it. So here come the cops. This is just agonizing. Okay. There is a reason why we're coming
walking while black must not be a crime because you do it all the time and don't get pulled over. Right. Right. You don't get. This is one time where you stopped traffic. And so they asked you to walk on the other side of the road. So, you know, you could see cars coming. I always thought, by the way, didn't they always, always used to tell us when we were a kid to, to, to walk on the right side of they the road? They changed it, though, but they did. They yeah, did, and they I did. remember... For years, they told us to always go with the flow of traffic. Right, and I remember as a kid mm-hmm. thinking, I can't see anything right. coming. And then they changed I, that. So I always walked on the left side of the well, road thinking I was a badass. You were wrong not. then. And here's the interesting thing. There were sidewalks she could have been running Yeah, down. no, you yeah. can't use sidewalks. Why? They spend millions of dollars on sidewalks. Yeah. Bicyclists and walkers can't use them. Bicyclists? Yeah, bicyclists and okay. walkers, they can't nice. use them. Bicyclists? Yeah. Is this some sort of different, like, no, that's the way you say someone it. who that's has, like, a bicyclist or? No, bicyclist, okay. that's what they're called. All right. All right. Mm. I'm trying to I think mean, if you're a cyclist that maybe has, likes men and women, is what you're trying to describe. <laughs> it's very possible that okay. that may be true. Okay. But that's, but that's not what you're necessarily no. going for. Okay. Um, so, so they put the, the big, she wrote an article about this, right. Jeffy, right? Yes. And it's, are, are she the, it up, the, wrote it up on Facebook. Do the details line up with the actual experience? No. Shocking. No, well, what's no the, not at all. What's the problem? Uh, then the police chief uh, got wind because uh, it caught wind. It caught, you know, a yeah. bunch of people on Facebook shared it, and some of her students compared it to uh, the guy in uh, Washington, D.C., where the police acted stupidly. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, or, uh, yeah, Boston, right? That was Boston, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. And where, you know, they ended up being wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. President mm-hmm. Obama was wrong and ended mm-hmm. up having the beer summit yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so she, so then the police chief of Denton or this area got wind of it and responded because that's how you see the police dash cam video because they, she wanted the, everyone to see the exact thing that happened. So little Miss Professor what? was stupid enough to not realize there was video of the incident. Correct. Mm-hmm. She thought she could no just sirens. lie her way. There was no right. sirens. She went to the mayor's house and complained. Gosh, and the mayor man. was like, no, I mean, she, I shouldn't have to go to the mayor's house. No, you shouldn't have to go. And I'm sure the mayor, after you left, decided, why is she coming to my house complaining about this? They were just asking her to walk. I mean, th- just walk on the right side of the road. Yeah. Walk on the right side of the road. Don't get hit by a car. We want, we, like, these are two officers, public safety officers, mm. who stopped this woman from getting herself killed, and they complain about it. This is why I can't right. stand these debates and why the police, by the way, are almost always right in them. <laughs> almost always. In almost every circumstance, the police are actually the ones that are right. And look how they're scrutinized. I mean, they're, they're doing a nice thing here by saying, hey, just looking out for your safety. If you could just walk on the sidewalk, maybe, or on that side of the street. It'd be great. We're just looking out for you. And, I mean, they don't beat her with her batons. They don't tase her. They don't shoot her in the head. No, they don't. They don't do anything to harm her in any way. They don't speak disrespectfully. They don't call her... Uh, racial epithets. They don't do any of that no. stuff. The they only just thing... are polite. They're nice. They're concerned about her safety, and still they get berated for and it. And in her Facebook God, post, she wait. said, uh, "I said I didn't want to. I didn't like oh. want to walk in the rain." And she said, and one police officer said, "Yeah, my dog doesn't like to walk in the rain either." Ouch! That was her Facebook post. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I mean that could happen. That's happened. possible. Maybe it happened later and in the video. And that's possible. But my my point to that is. Um, 
Okay, I, I, I wouldn't, it's not you know, insulting at all. Yeah, it's not insulting. So she, she, I don't like to walk in the rain. Yeah, I, I understand. My, my, my pet doesn't like to walk in the rain. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, because that's, cause that's get it. probably his experience as a person who doesn't walk I around. Get it. The only time he walks something outside mm -hmm. is probably when he's walking his dog and his <laughs> right. dog doesn't want to go outside. It's called Whatever. conversation. <laughs> it's not, and not everything is a giant racial incident. And, and this right. is what happens when you live your life like you're Chris Matthews. Everything affects you this way. You can find it everywhere. You can oh, it's and like a it's like a conspiracy theorist it sure is. who can find Wait. a conspiracy in everything, who can find, a, a, you know, every single time something happens, it's a false flag operation. Uh, and it, it's the same it thing. Is. The same yeah. psychosis permeates both of these groups. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, for whatever reason, one of them gets uh, ostracized as their nut jobs, uh, which to me is fine. And the other one is praise as if they're, they're brilliant uh, world savers because they're bashing the police speak over racial issues. It's really disconcerting. Yeah, I, I'm really getting tired of it. And it's, it's getting bad for the police. I, I don't yes, know why you'd want to be a police officer at this point. It's no. just it's nothing but heartache and, and frustration and uh, recrimination. And people think you're a dirtbag when you're trying to protect them. It's almost as if it's planned. Almost. We don't go back to the conspiracy theorists, but it's almost as if it's planned. Then you got the Quentin Tarantinos of the world uh, meeting with the Black Lives Matter at their rallies yes. and uh, playing into this whole thing. And then the Jamie Foxx saying, keep telling the truth, Quentin. He's supposed to, he's supposed to apologize now or something, too. Tarantino? Yeah. He's Is supposed, he? He's supposed to. There was headlines this morning talking about him wanting to apologize or at least... Well, I'm glad he's gotten sufficient uh, beating from the other side because that he sucks. He bad. I mean, that's he that's terrible. But again, that's our problem. On the right, we don't do anything about it. We say, "Hey, you shouldn't be saying that about the police," but we don't do we don't do a thing about it. The left, they'll boycott you. They'll they'll go after your sponsors. They will make sure that you don't have a career. They will drum <laughs> you out of existence. We just let it slide. So. You know, until we do something about it, it's going to keep going that way. You know, and Tarantino will say, ah, sorry, I shouldn't have probably, used... I'm sorry if you took it the wrong way. Right. And then that'll be the end of it. It'll be the end of it. Um, meanwhile, Mike Rowe is responding to uh, Melissa Harris-Perry's uh, comment um, that uh, you shouldn't say things like hard work because she has people picking cotton in her office. She has the people... She has a picture of people. She would never have people picking cotton in her office, but just, she has a photograph of it or something, and that reminds her of what hard work really is. Uh, so, one Mike the, Rowe. Really one of the dumbest things ever. So stupid. So stupid. Uh, Mike Rowe, who is a host of Somebody's Got to Do It. What, um, does he, what does he know about hard work? Well, he's worked <laughs> this guy. pretty hard in a lot of different uh, huh. venues. Really? Yeah, he did a thing called Dirty Jobs. Mm. How many Dirty Jobs did he do? It was hundreds. Ooh, a lot. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it 300 episodes or something? Maybe more than that? Uh, he said, my take, Lenny, for what it's worth, is that there is no longer a limit to what people can be offended by. Boy, that's for sure. First mm -hmm. of all, slavery is not hard work. It's forced labor. There's a big difference. Likewise... Likewise, slaves are not workers. They are, by definition, property. They have no freedom, no hope, and no rights. Yes, they work hard, obviously. But there can be no work ethic among slaves because the slave has no choice in the matter. You know, he's making a mistake here by using logic. <laughs> uh, workers, on the other hand, have free will. They are free to work as hard as they wish or not. The choice is theirs. And their decision to work hard or not is, a, is not a function of compliance or coercion. 
It's a reflection of character and ambition. Now, see, this is way too much thinking for what Melissa Harris Perry is capable of doing. Mm -hmm. She she can't make a point anywhere near this. So uh, this is completely lost on her. You know that. Workers, on the other hand, have free will. They're free to work as hard as they wish. This business of conflating hard work with forced labor not only minimizes the importance of a decent worth ethic, it diminishes the unspeakable horror of slavery. Unfortunately, people do this all the time. We routinely describe bosses as slave drivers, paychecks as slaves, wages. Melissa, though, has come uh, at it from the other side. She's suggesting that because certain worker, certain hard workers are not as prosperous as other hard workers, like the people in her office wall, we should all be super careful about overly praising hard work. It's mm. just amazing. I suspect this is because, as Melissa believes, as many others do, that success today is mostly a function of what she calls relative privilege. This is fancy talk for the simple fact of life, that life is unfair, and some people are born with more advantages than others. It's also a fine way to prepare the unsuspecting viewer for the extraordinary suggestion that slavery, slavery is proof positive that hard work doesn't pay off. All great points from him. He's uh, just a common sense guy. It's, just, it's awesome. I mean, it's it, impossible to overstate how stupid her comments are. Yeah, it really is. And real, I mean, like, even for a liberal. Wait, what do you, we can't say that. Everyone in their life knows someone who's a hard worker, and everyone else, everyone knows someone in their life who's mm -hmm. a Jeffy, you know, who does the opposite of hard work, who shows up and collects a mm -hmm. paycheck and doesn't get anything done during the day. Do mm -hmm. you know how much work that is? No. To show up? It's a lot. Well, actually, and I will say. It's a lot. I, have, I interact with a lot of people uh, who I pay, uh, you know, for all sorts of things uh, that are non-Jeffy related, <laughs> uh, like legal services. Um, and showing up is a big part of the battle, to be perfectly honest with you. To get somebody to show up, mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you, down here in Texas is a little bit easier. But up in, uh, up in the Northeast, getting uh, someone to show up to collect the money you're paying them to fix something at your house or uh, to, uh, you know, whatever they're doing, it's, so, it's hard at times. Just showing up is 80% of the battle. Now, Jeffy generally does that, even though we ask him over and over again to stop. Uh, but I don't believe you've ever asked me before. I've never heard stop. that. Stop. Stop coming here. I've never heard you say Go that Go away. Yeah, we've said a lot of we've times. We've said it a lot of ways. A lot of ways, a lot of times. Let's just go ahead and, and be very, very clear here. Get out. Stop coming here. And now leave. Leave now. <laughs> leave now. Oh, you guys. <laughs> no, not guys. Yeah. We want you out of here before the Bluebell ice cream gets here because we want to oh, eat yeah. some of it. Yeah, and, we want to uh, eat all of it, as a matter of fact. So We, we think you'll eat all of our ice cream. You guys, that's kidders. No, we're really no, not. We're not we're at not, all. Not at all. So. 888 back. More patents, too, is uh, on the way. Hmm. First of all, let's uh, speak to you about uh, uh, My Patriot Supply. They have a great okay. uh, deal going on. Uh, this is a two-week emergency food, supp food supply. They're kind of giving you this option to mm -hmm. maybe not, uh, you know, you, you want to go a little bit longer than the 72-hour kit we've talked about. Mm -hmm. in, in between that and the, uh, and the full month, two weeks is a great option. Now, two weeks for $50 wow. is a price, again, you're not going to see anywhere else. Uh, calling 888-893-7953 is the way to get that offer. Another great way to get your foot in the door and have a two-week supply. So it goes beyond, you know, I, what I would say is this is between a three-day supply and a one-month supply. It's kind of what I just outlined. Uh, that's, what I would, yes. that's what I would call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, this special is only available if you call 888-893-7953 <laughs> Would right you say now. it's between like uh, 72 hours and yeah. 30 days yes, in there? Yes, okay. I would. 
-hmm. I would say that. Hmm. It's a nice sweet or, spot there. Or I would say it more like like three days and a month is what okay. I would okay. say. Okay, all right, something all right. like that. Now, there's a limit of two per household. It's a two-week supply, though, for $50 plus free shipping. 888-893-7953. That's 888-893-7953. Call them right now. Now! Please. Come on! Do it. ISIS is on the rise. Our southern border is in tatters. China's economy is collapsing, and members of law enforcement are being targeted for assassination. Do you see a trend here? Being prepared isn't just a good idea. It's an absolute necessity. Get your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10 plus free shipping by calling My Patriot Supply at 800-823-2519. Stop procrastinating. 800-823-2519. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. Losing my patience. You know, how, how much? How, how long have we put up with this? Too long. How long have we put up with a situation in which, and I know no one else has to deal with this. I understand that most people have it better than we do, but isn't there a situation? Is there anything, Jeffy, you can think of that would be the equivalent to what we have to deal with, in which we speak about something on the air that's a food product and it is not delivered? Downtown Tillville. It's it's basically a Matil. Yeah. Til, downtown Tillville. Til took the words right out of my mouth. Is there anything that, a, that the average person <laughs> could hear that would make them understand what we go through on a daily basis? Hmm. I can't I think, know. I, you know, even as a wordsmith, as a, as a broadcaster, paid to paint pictures uh, mentally for people to really be immersed in a particular mm -hmm. story. I can't come up with anything no. to describe to you the horror you we really deal see, with on a daily really basis. things that horrific. That horrible. It is that bad. It's that bad. Uh, and here we are trying to make it through the day when we're talking about a story that doesn't happen to be on our prep, doesn't happen to be here, but we just decided to talk about it. The fact that there's a certain brand of ice cream that's available again um, in, a in state, our area. In our area. Phase and two. and wh where, where is it? We, we want it mm -hmm. for, for science, mm -hmm. and it's not here. Why isn't it here? And can the average person relate to that in any way? Because, I mean, yes. most people, obviously, you're, you're, at, you're, at, you're at your office. You, you say, hey, uh, did you get that? Uh, did you hear about the news story on the Egg McMuffin? And there's Someone an in their office on their desk. brings them an Egg McMuffin. Within 30 That's to 45 seconds. That's how it happens yeah. in America, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. I'm not, right. I of course. No, you, okay. no, you got it. So here, we say all the time, hey, we're What are we, in Russia? Right. Thank you. What is this? Russia? Yeah, thank you. It must be. It must be. That's it's a disgrace. Yeah, it is. It's a disgrace. This must be rectified. Uh, Bill Gates says the capitalism cannot save us from climate change. And, of course, he's right. Uh, it is only... Uh, I mean, yes. Okay. It's pulled several billion people out of poverty. Well, that actually hurts climate change, though. So, <clears throat> it does, right. You're right. right. Saving people and making them eat and stay alive is actually terrible for climate so, change. So what would help climate change and people breathing in and out and creating CO2? Mm -hmm. Well, more people dying quicker. And that's, of course, uh, socialism. So if we could just get more socialism and communism and get another 100 million to a billion people killed... Uh, in the very near future, that would help the climate change situation. And that seems to be kind of in a roundabout way what Bill Gates is advocating here. 
world's richest man has said that the private sector is too selfish and inefficient to produce effective energy alternatives to fossil fuels. While announcing his plan to spend $2 billion of his own money on green energy during an interview with The Atlantic, Microsoft founder called on fellow billionaires to help make the U.S. fossil free by 2050 with similar philanthropy. I mean, look, if, if you want to waste your money on that kind of stuff, and, you know, clean energy, if you can come up with it, is not a waste of money. That, that would be great. We'd all like to see clean energy, something that's renewable, something that's clean, doesn't pollute, whatever. That's great. If a bunch of billionaires want to get together and do this, fine, do it. I, but keep the government out of it. Why would you involve the government? Here's, here's a guy who is the world's richest man. Did he get there through socialist policies? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, Communist say. policies. Mm. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Anarchy? No, uh, there's something else. It was a different, it was an ism. Uh, mm. Fascism? No. 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 Hmm. Did he spend any capital? Was there capital? There was capital used. Used. Was, uh, uh, Did he receive any capital? There was a free exchange of uh, goods and services. Yeah. Uh, a mutually beneficial uh -huh. exchange huh. would be the way I would put that. Would but it sound like a free market sort of like a, yeah, like a free, thing? Like a, like a free like a market. Capitalism sort of thing? <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, the guy who becomes the richest man in the world by through capitalist means. And now he's trying to kick the door closed for everybody else. It's just, it's despicable. It's despicable. It is. And, and obviously, by the way, he's, com he's completely wrong on this anyway. Socialism yeah. cannot solve this problem. Nope. Even if it is exactly as Al Gore says, what will happen, the way to solve this problem is, first of all, you'd, you could use nuclear power, which has already been invented and could cure a lot of this uh, as far as CO2 emissions go. And, and the same people who tell you it's a big problem won't let you use it. So that's, that's number one, because uh, that one's already done. But solar power, for example, is something that will, over the next few decades, uh, and maybe sooner, I mean, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Kurzweil thinks it's coming within the next uh, 10 to 15 years, where it'll be so efficient uh, that a lot of this stuff may be moot. Um, yeah. and, and capitalism will eventually get us there, um, because you know why people like chasing a profit motive. They are motivated by the same thing you were motivated by making, you know, forcing everyone, for example, to have windows on their computer when they received it. Um, you were looking at that and saying, hey, I can make a lot of money if I do this, and my profit motive is there, and to make this product as good as possible. Now, sure, you can't figure out uh, how to filter email. You put all the emails that I send to Pat go into his junk folder. And, th and that's, mm -hmm. you know, look, I didn't say you were good at what you did. <laughs> but the bottom line is you were able to be rewarded by mul multiple billions of dollars. And, uh, yeah. you, know, and, you know, look, it's only been a decade or so. I can't expect you to figure out how to make it so my computer doesn't shut off in the middle of while I'm working uh, and, it, and it, it just reboots for updates. I mean, I can't expect that to be figured out in 10 to 15 years. That's way too difficult. But no, plan your time solving the temperature, by the way. And by, one thing you'll notice here is this. Yeah, that's, that's how bad you are. That's how bad you are. I had to go this way. I didn't want to go this way. I fought it for a long time. But you kept... I'm in the middle of writing a document, and I have to do reboot for updates. Yeah. Thanks. Well, Work on that instead of the stupid temperature. Yeah. Which you can't change. You can't change the temperature. Just, uh, just so you're clear, Bill Gates believes the same thing you do about his product, because in the story it talks <laughs> about him writing on a legal pad. 
<laughs> and so, overlooking Lake That's Washington, right. Right. Uh, grabbed a legal pad recently and began covering it in his left-hand scrawl. Hey, have you ever heard of Microsoft Excel? Or Surface, uh, where you could Surface. actually use your hand to yeah. write on it. Yeah. But see, you know that you don't like the product either. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez, oh. that is fascinating. He's using a legal... When was the last time any of us used a legal pad? I don't even know where to find a legal pad anymore. He used a legal pad. Bill Gates, founder of Microsoft. That's amazing. Of course, he's not with the company anymore. So maybe he doesn't still like owns their products. How much? Oh, you had a percentage of that, right? Yeah, he still owns, I don't know, some percentage of it. I think it's less than 50, though. It's like 48, 49%. Okay. I mean, how does he live? I don't know. I don't know. How does he live? I honestly don't know how he gets by on just $70 billion. Right? How do you do it? How do you, I, I don't couldn't, know. I couldn't get by on that. No, how could you? Well, not by going to Six Flags. <laughs> Apparently, that actually is that restrictive. Uh, it's crazy. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight eight eight. So while we're on this uh, global warming thing, uh, Jerry Brown making claims again that scientists are disputing. He declared a state of emergency on Saturday regarding millions of dead and dying trees. Four years of drought have made trees in many regions of California susceptible to infestation by native bark beetles, which are normally constrained by the defense mechanisms of healthy trees. Um, he called it the worst epidemic of tree mortality in modern history, Act, called for action on all fronts. However, environmentalists dispute his uh, assertions. According to the New York Times, Brian Nowicki of the Center for Biological Diversity, which I, man... I Go hang on. out there a lot. The Center you know? for Biological Diversity? Yeah, yeah. and there every weekend. Out. Every weekend we're partying. Uh, he says, this oversimplifies a process and a look at the forest that could confound meaningful ways to manage our forests. Um, so they're disputing what he has to say once again. And uh, the Christian Science Monitor says Antarctica is actually growing and gaining ice. Um, and it's actually not... The Christian Science Monitor saying that they're reporting what NASA is saying about that. And that's kind of interesting because NASA has just become a global warming agency pretty much mm -hmm. by now. They had nothing I mean, else to do. They had nothing else to do. They're not going to Mars. They're not going on the moon anymore. They're, they don't have a shuttle program. What are you going to do? Well, we're going to do global warming. And that's what they do. Yeah, it's funny. You, you could tell that NASA is... is uh, a bit ridiculous on these topics because they have the um, there's multiple data sets for the temperature. Mm -hmm. um, you have some that are from satellites, some that are from surface temperatures. Um, the NASA one relies on the surface temperatures. Uh, that's now, weird. It's weird because that's the weird. satellite shows a lot less warming. Warming. Mm -hmm. But NASA's not going to rely on satellites. Why would you? Because that doesn't make any sense at all. NASA's going to go right to the thermometer by the blacktop. <laughs> yeah. It's not important for them to tie. Yeah. Into the satellite temperatures, which show considerably less warming. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Interesting, hmm. isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and the the uh, ice stuff is interesting as well. I mean, when you when you're seeing an overall gain, mm -hmm. uh, when we're told over and over again uh, that it's uh, it's the other way around. We, there was someone who posted like uh, something the other day saying like, uh, for you that are denying the science. I encourage you to answer these questions. It's like, why is ice melting? Why, why is it warmer? Why is warmth warming? It's like, 
all of the <laughs> dumb questions that they were I'm obviously not exactly quoting them, but that was... Uh, the, so they didn't actually say, why is warmth warming? <laughs> no, they did say that one. That okay. one was an exact right. quote. Okay. Uh, the point being that all of them could be answered very easily by saying that it's gotten warmer. It doesn't explain why it's gotten warmer, which is, of course, the entire point of the argument. Mm -hmm. The fact that it's warmed by a degree... Uh, and, of course, there's other reasons, like the ice warming. We talked about calving and other, uh, uh, other, you know, these sort of similar effects that you've seen um, with, uh, with the ice actually me melting, where water forms underneath and undercuts uh, the, the ice, and it causes it to collapse into the water. We've seen this happen, and, and scientists have talked about that for quite a long time. Um, but regardless, all of it's consistent with a world that is 0.9 degrees warmer than it was. I guess. Uh, that being said, it doesn't explain why it happened. That's what the debate is. And not only why it happened, but will it happen in the future? Uh, and will it be catastrophic? Those are, those are the important questions. And what do you do about it is another one. It's like they just, like the, the, the global warming thing to do is to say, um, you know, basically, has it warmed? If you say yes, then you agree with us. That's just not the case. You know, if you say... Uh, if you say yes and it's natural, or if you say yes and it's uh, partially man-made, or if you say yes and it's uh, man it's man-made but it's not catastrophic, or if you say yes and it might even be catastrophic but we don't know enough, or you say yes and it's catastrophic but we don't know enough, or we do know enough but it's not going to cause a 20-foot sea level rise in the near future. All of those things are inconsistent with what Al Gore says. You can be a huge global warming supporter and still be a denier to these people. Um, but they try to get everyone in this wide 97% sort of base by saying, well, has it warmed? And look, the temperature records show that. I think there's some question about how much it's warmed. Um, you know, their own numbers and have... And whether a, it's warmed in the last 15 years. Right, which it hasn't. Which that it one, has there not. isn't a question about. Yeah. Um, and also, Although they are trying to question they that. They're trying well, to question it. Um, the other part of it is uh, how much has it, you know, how much of that is going to be man-made? That's the really important part. Yeah. Uh, and without that answer... And an answer of, will it be catastrophic? And what do you do to stop that catastrophe? All of that is what's really the debate here. The debate is not whether and, you know, one temperature record shows a higher temperature or not. And, he, let's and by the way, they've did. adjusted those numbers anyway. Yeah. And let's, let's just give them the, the 0.9 degree warming. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that I'm fine with that. So what? In, 50, in the last 15 years, that stopped. So it warmed. Now we've plateaued. It could start cooling again at any minute. And I've seen a lot of predictions that say we may be headed for another mini ice age. I mean, we just had that story last summer from some scientists. And then others say, well, no, nah, this pause may continue for another 30 years. Well, how is this possibly catastrophic when it stopped and nobody predicted that? None of these global warmists predicted that there would be some kind of pause so that shows you they don't have any idea what's going to happen. They got, they got no idea. They can't predict the weather for this afternoon, let alone 100 years from now. More patents, too, coming up in a sec. I predict the weather forecast for November 2nd, 2286, will be mostly sunny with a high of 193 degrees. Acid rain in the afternoon. Uh, boiling seas by that night.
Hi. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, apparently, more more parents and students are just saying no, uh, not to drugs, uh, but to homework. I think they're mm. saying yes a lot more to drugs, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, a yeah. lot more no's to homework. I, I took this brave stand back when I was in school. Did you? Uh, yes. You I just said, said no, no to homework. homework. Yes. In fact, there's a somewhat famous uh, story in, in, in my life. Um, Dan Andros, who's on this network, mm -hmm. uh, and he just went to Iraq. Uh, he's worked himself into an accomplished human being. Um, when we were in high school together, that was not necessarily the case. And really? In fact, neither one of us uh, particularly applied ourselves. And I remember one day on the first day of school, you know, you get all the, your books, you put them in your locker. And uh, and so we had to do some reading or something for one of the classes, and I put the books into my bag, and he and Dan, who had the locker next to me, actually saw me do this, and got legitimately pissed off. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, as if I had let him down as a friend, <laughs> that I would consider bringing my book home to actually do the homework, and I immediately caught myself agreed and put the book the book back <laughs> and did not do it. That is like legitimately how serious it was an offense to others. Yeah. If you actually considered doing the homework, that's well, how bad it was. What's beautiful now is the parents are apparently agreeing with yeah, that. Yeah, that's stance. what's changed, I guess. Amy Clipston was the first to request that her daughter opt out of homework altogether. I felt my child was doing quite fine in school. Uh, she said she's a chemist with three children, noting that her daughter's school day in the highly competitive Lower Marion School District was six and a half hours with a 20-minute recess. I felt 10 to 20 minutes of homework a night was not accomplishing anything. Oh, my anything. gosh. 10, 10 to 20, 20 minutes? minutes? Wow. Are you kidding me? I Have you been to Texas schools? Holy crap. 10 to 20 minutes? <laughs> when When my kids went to high school here, and, you know, we homeschooled, and we, we did that consistently right up until uh, high school. And then we allowed our two oldest to opt into high school so they could participate in extracurricular. Do I don't recommend it because we had to undo a lot of the damage that was done just in high school. So we don't do that anymore. <laughs> we don't give them the option anymore. But yeah. we did at that time, and so they both opted to go to high school and, and take part in, you know, football and cheerleading and all that stuff. So uh, my daughter would come home with hours of homework every night. I mean, four and five hours a night. That's... And then if they had anything else planned, it, it, they couldn't do it. I mean, it was just, it was nonstop. And the pressure they put on them to get good grades every step of the way and not to have any missteps because if you have any misstep you're not getting into the college of your choice i mean it was high pressure and it was high volume of work 10 to 20 minutes are you kidding me so anyway her request which the teacher approved represented one small step for the movement slowly gaining momentum in schools in pennsylvania new jersey and around the country questioning scaling back or in a handful of schools eliminating nightly homework ritual uh it's pretty amazing Did, mm. when i was a kid there there's no way a teacher was if my mom would have gone to a teacher and said hey my son needs to opt out of the homework well okay but he's gonna flunk that's <laughs> right. what a, the response would have been yeah um you know look that's it is it's weird because I, you, you get to a situation where your kids are going to school all day, and then they come home and they got to do homework all night. 
you know, you, you like for them to have some sort of life with you. I mean, maybe it's just mm -hmm. selfish as a parent, but you'd like like to be able to hang out you with would. them and talk to them and stuff. And, and it gets uh, it can be too much. I would say that my ideal situation, and I applied this uh, liberally in high school as well, is to me, homework should be something in which it is uh, assigned and you are told what you should do. But really, at the end of the day, it should be a results-based situation. If you go home and you, you don't do the homework, you're going to fail the test. You're not going to be able to know the material, and that's your punishment. If you want, like, I never like the idea of like giving busy work so they have to come back in and, and hand it in. Mm -hmm. Can you get the job done? That's what it winds right. up being in 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 the business world. Um, you know, if you come in and you get your job done, whether you you don't need to do busy work to get it done. It's just whatever you need to get your requirements of your job done, and and, and that's kind of like what I, I, I would I would prefer, you yeah. know. Do, do, if you don't want to do it, fine. You're probably going to fail though. Right. What was the story last week? There was a California school that said no homework, no grades. No well, I, pressure. I, I don't know about that one, but I, I also I was just looking up that I, a story that I remembered not long ago. The California schools were rethinking the grading scale. Yeah. That fifty percent is going to be a C. A C. Wow, 50%. Oh my gosh. Oof. So this is, is the Lindsey Graham uh, yeah. rating system. Oh I, mean, I don't know that, uh, now that hasn't happened yet. But I mean, if, that, if they're rethinking that oh. grading system, that'll happen. I mean, that's it'll bad. Happen. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll that, happen. And that's the thing. Like, I, hey, they're participating. They're there. Right. 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 So just being there, you need to have so at don't least have to have a, a C. Right. Right. Now, you if you do, do any homework, of the work, no it doesn't even have to be correct. But if you do the work, so you're there, you don't have to do anything, but you get a C. If if you get a few things right, then you get a B. And if you get several things right, then you got an A. That seems about right. Uh, is that about right? Let's say you do a test where you, there's 30 questions. That's too many. Let's say there's 10 questions. 30, okay. And you okay. get four of them right. A test. That, it says 10 questions. That's not a quiz anymore. That's a test. Right. So let's say it's 10, and you get four right. I think that's that's an A. It's an A. You get not two an a right. Plus. That's, a, that's a B. And if you fail it, that's a C. If you get five of them right, A+. plus. Right. Oh my gosh! Oh, yes. You know, yeah, because that's right. almost. And if you impossible. get seven right, you go to the next grade. Also, all the questions should be adjusted to be easy, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, they should all be a lot easier. They should oh, make yeah. more on trivia questions. Yes. You know, like, uh, <laughs> what's where does in, the sun rise in your neighborhood? <laughs> what direction does the sun rise? Right. That's right. plenty. In well, your neighborhood, though. I don't know. In my neighborhood? Well, yes. Picture yourself standing out on your front porch. <laughs> okay. Every okay. time you do that, oh, it screws so them up. They don't it have does. it. It does. Uh, sure does. The North? <laughs> <laughs> All right, more patents do coming up in a sec. It does bode well for the uh, government paid colleges, though. Yep. So, yep. step them right up. Got mm. yeah, Seven two seven Beck. It's uh, Pat and Stu. Where's the ice cream? Uh, it's a good question. It's a really Where good question. Where is it? Bluebells <laughs> on the shelves. Yeah. In this town. Phase two. It's back. Right now. And this time, it's pissed off. Well, it should be. Bluebell homemade ice cream. Uh, gone since April because of the uh, listeria. Ah, let's not. Uh, let's, not let's not think about that. Although I get I listeria. Say, 
I will say that there has been one. When I eat ice cream. One mini vanilla bluebell in the freezer in our break room mm -hmm. that no one has touched. <clears throat> Is I there mean, still get, that? It's still sitting there. And everybody's there. afraid had, of it. I think I had a one or two from that batch. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's okay. But mm -hmm. I wanted to see if someone else would eat it. And, the and answer it is, is no. still sitting in the freezer. So it's we been should, almost I bet eight it's still months. in there. Eight we should have Jeffy eat that one. <laughs> I bet it's still. For, now, for <coughs> sight, well, we're to have bluebill ice cream. For science, that's a good I know, you should eat that that's one. That's old. It's a good point. You should eat that one. You should eat that one. That's not the Let's just leave it outside for like a couple days, though, first, and then refreeze it. And then you can have it. I've heard, I've heard it doesn't melt. I've heard if you leave it out in the hot sun. <laughs> what was that thing we had? That, yeah, that's right. That was Supposedly the ice cream sandwiches, right? <clears throat> yeah, somebody's ice cream sandwich didn't melt. Oh, the Walmart was, brand or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's not made out of anything natural because it doesn't melt. Okay. Uh, I forget Actually, what happened on that. Oh, they yeah, melted. They, they melted, melted, right? Yeah, inside it melted. <laughs> uh, all right. Too. I like those things. <clears throat> I could, yeah, I could down Not some of those me. ice cream sandwiches. I hate ice cream. I never eat any ice cream ever. Yeah, clearly so we've convincing. got the bodies of non-ice cream eaters. <laughs> uh, this is kind of interesting because we've talked about this before, the fact that the, the Halloween reports of needles in, uh, in candy is nonsense. The fact that candy's been poisoned is nonsense. And the, in, except in one case in Houston, Texas, with a very disturbed dad who was trying to get insurance money, tried to kill his son, and in fact did. Uh, with poisoned pixie sticks in 1974. Other than that one case, it's never happened. Um, and, you know, so it created this whole hysteria throughout the country that you, you take your Halloween candy to the hospital emergency room to be x-rayed, or you go through every stick, and if it's not wrapped, you throw it away. Never eat a popcorn bowl because there could be razor blades in there, all of that kind of stuff. Well, now there's police in a Philadelphia suburb launched a food tampering investigation. After getting multiple reports of needles in kids' Halloween candy, the uh, Kennett Square Police Department, you know where that is, mm. having lived in Philly? I do no? not. Originally posted on Facebook a warning about a needle-type item found inside wrapped candy bars given to four different kids on Halloween night. Authorities urged parents to check all candy their children were given. Police photos of the candy showed the foreign objects looked like sewing needles. Somebody actually did this? God. Ah! I feel like I want to know what the. I feel like in a couple of weeks we're going to know uh, the story and it's going to be something weird. Like, you know, the person who turned it in did it, or. Yeah. You know, you I, I'm not right. certainly blaming uh, the person who turned it in because I have no evidence to support that, but it just feels like, you know, I don't know. It feels like somebody who knows this story every time, yes. every year, yeah. everybody on broadcast television goes on and says, hey, it's never happened before, and now someone wants to say that it has happened. Yeah. I don't know. Philly.com reported that needles were found in five wrapped Twix bars given to four children from different households on Saturday night. Uh, the case advanced when a 12 year old child turned in a Snickers bar to cops Sunday afternoon that also contained a needle. That child Like maybe was, the kids did it? Yeah, maybe. Trick-or-treating, same area as the kids from the original report. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. This might be... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Right, we'll see. It just seems... I mean, there's No reports of injuries. Of passed out, man. No reports of injuries. So... Also, it doesn't... Like, I, the whole needle in the candy bar thing. Like, when you're chewing the candy, wouldn't you detect the needle? Yes, like, you I, would. Yeah, it doesn't would. seem like it's a good way of killing someone. No, you you just hurt them. Just hurt them. Yeah. Like what? With the, in, is the idea that you're going to hurt them inside their mouth, or uh, that yeah. they're going to swallow the needle, and that could actually do well, some serious damage? I don't know. I don't know what the idea is since I've I haven't done it that often. How many times have you tried to kill children with needles? Only twelve. 
But See, that's I, out of you know fifty four years. If you don't, if you don't have any enough information. <laughs> to comment on the topic because you've only tried yeah, to talk 12 then just shut up about it and let some experts right. talk about you're it you're right Jeffy. now we've wasted the whole segment Jeffy. if you want to have fun yeah what do you what you really do is, what you really do is go to the store right okay. uh, like and the day before halloween right okay. you purchase items okay yes like full-size candy bars Listeria, Listeria in Bluebell when you eat ice cream. This is a, this is a, you actually did remind me of something that I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Which is, um, I was reading on uh, the Pat Gray Facebook page. Yeah. One of my favorite Facebook pages, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, and I noticed that uh, in your top ten songs of mm -hmm. all time, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, you said it was uh, all from the 70s, I believe. Which I you, said mostly from the you 70s. You think you said mostly. Almost yeah, exclusively. Which there was one song. There was, was one song from the, from the 80s. Which was a Def Leppard song. Yes. One of your top yeah. ten songs of all time is a Def Leppard song. Yes. Was it Hysteria? It was Hysteria. It was. Uh, that's, uh, like, and still is. Really? Mm -hmm. that's, I, love, uh, that's I love Def Leppard. That's an, it's an interesting list, and it brought on, when you go uh, down and check all the other people's lists uh, posting on that same Some good thread, lists. Uh, there's some really good lists, and some it brings back I a lot about. of memories I know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be fascinating. We need to go through those. Yeah, we should one day. real problem coming, through, coming up with the top ten Me too. List. It's hard. That's, that's got to be really hard. It's hard. Me too. That's like a, that's like a six-month project. I mean, I knew more than a feeling had to be there. Okay? That's probably the best the best recording of all time. Oh my god. He spent 5 years on that song and he perfected it. Perfected it. There's not a better <laughs> There's not a better rock song in history. Can we this go through this not. tomorrow, Andrew? Yeah, can we, we can we pull to. up the uh, the Pat Gray list and do this in a in a segment tomorrow? Are you not a Def Leppard fan? Is that what you're kind of saying? You don't like uh, Def Leppard. Def Leppard yeah. to me strikes me as like very uh, of its time. You know, like it, it, there is a there is a hair really? bandish. Yeah, there was. Like, they, it's not like Boston to me. They, they are not the hair bandy to me. Yeah, they, they're they not. Did, that would ruin them for me. To if, me, they're very glammy. If I consider them, like, that's like poison. That's a hair band. Yes, it, poison is the extension Skid of Def Leppard to me. Is a hair band. Yes, I, yes. I don't like hair bands. But Def Leppard came along right legit. around that hair band. I mean, they're, they're, they are hair bandyish. Yeah, like no, I feel like they not. inspired. They came the around at that time. Right. Yeah. Actually, they came before that time. That's what right. I mean. Like, yeah. They've been around That's since the 80s. They were That's like the saying. more legitimate version that turned into hairband, which was not legitimate. Like, So I'm not saying that they were like... You're the, actually blaming Def Leppard for the hairband. Yes, yes, A, yes. A, yes. No, I think but That's B, inaccurate. Like, That's unfair. Like, That's unfair. Where, like, all of the bands that you cited in your list, uh -huh. all of them are, are long are long gone, but many of them, to me, struck me as like classics... <laughs> Oh, oh, there, like, there. You had Foreigner on there, yeah, you had Boston, Boston on there, and then you had Foreigner about two or three more times, then also Boston <laughs> about five more times, and then you had the Def Leppard song. Yeah, um, but like, and that it, just didn't seem to fit. <laughs> I, like a non-sequitur. No, yeah, it's somewhere. like, I don't know. It just I don't feels know. like I they're not. I just love them. I think they're great. I, 
I mean, they sold 120 million albums. Yeah, I mean, they sold a lot. Of, they sold to a me, lot. they're they're a Rock Hall of Fame candidate, just like Foreigner is. Um, I I don't know why they're not in the Rock Hall. All those arena bands, yeah, all the ba yeah, arena rock is probably more than the hair. They just band. won't put any of them in. No, they won't. None of them, from Foreigner to Def Leppard to you know, I guess you could put Sticks in that category. Uh, if you leave me now. Yeah, I love "If You Leave Me Now." That's a great song. Yeah, that is a classic, ten? man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Let's go through the list tomorrow. Okay. Not, we'll I, go I am yeah, interested. Don't, and don't Jeffy, did it. you post a list as well? No, I, I started to. It's a project because then I started look going down the yeah. thread. I went down Pat's <clears> thread of all the people posting their top it. ten, mm -hmm. and I was like. Oh, well, those are good. That's good. I, could, I couldn't. Uh, get, I, I would feel like oh, I'm missing something. I know. I'm getting something. Um, I it's will okay, say that though. It's to, okay. It, yeah, I know. It doesn't feel okay to me. <laughs> that's the type like of thing I obsess about. It doesn't about feel okay at all. I can't just type up a list and it's not right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the sort of weird thing I couldn't do. I was a kid growing up. Get, you, when I wanted to get into radio, um, I used to do a annual top 50 list uh, of all my favorite songs from the year. Like, I was big into the wow. countdowns. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and I would too. obsess over them. I would move 46 to 47 and back and forth <laughs> three or four times. And I, <laughs> nah, 47 is not, not quite right. No, it's I like this one a little bit uh, more. 43. Oh, it was bad. I, I really was like <laughs> that. Great. I wish I, I should see if I could find. Yeah, Somewhere I have the handwritten of my top I'd 50 like to, of years. I'd like to see the top 50. That'd be great to go Stupid through. Stupid Gear's top 50. That'd be great. Half of them you wouldn't even probably recognize. I mean, because you know, probably. it was uh, that was probably like my high schoolish years. I was doing that, and like, and I would like, I'd have them all written out. I'd obsess over the list. I'd reordered a bunch of times. Then I would record all the songs as many as I could. Not a surprise you didn't have time radio. for homework. No, <laughs> no, it's yeah. true. This was the homework. And by the way, it led to an actual career, just, unlike I, I physics, say, okay? Point. Good point. When's the last time you used algebra? Right. Thank yeah. you, Jeffy. Exactly. You. Uh, it's kind of interesting because XM Sirius does on uh, their 70s channel, which, of course, I listen to uh, fairly regularly. Really? Uh, they, on the weekends, I think Saturday mornings, they take a week from the 70s, like, you know, this week. It doesn't have to be this week from uh, a certain year, but it could be like... The week of June first yeah. through eighth in nineteen seventy one, mm -hmm. and then they'll play. The eighties does the same it, thing. It's yeah. amazing to to go back and listen to that, and you know the songs that I'm sure were super popular at the time that but, you've never heard of now. Mm -hmm. Could they could be top ten songs sometimes? Like it, and it's fun because I I, I like to listen to Casey Kasem's Countdown, and because it was so big when I was a kid, I just yeah. I, I loved that thing and never missed it, and. I think I've mentioned this before, that New Year's Eve was always a struggle for me. Should I go out and do something or stay home and listen to the top 100 of the year from oh, Casey's I Countdown? I love those love countdowns that. at the end of the year. I love that. Oh, and it was really those hard. Those were always great. You yeah. couldn't really record it. Yeah, it, you yeah. Know? it was so long. So long. Yeah, and you'd have to be there to flip the tape every yeah. 60 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, being, because uh, it was Casey Casey, but also Rick Dees, when I, you know, when I was growing up listening to him as well do it. And it was the same thing. Like, I would, I was obsessed over it. I freaking loved Love listening it. to that. I got, I got loved two 120-minute cassettes yeah. ready to record this mm -hmm. thing tonight.
Oh yeah, I, and I would sit there like because there'd be some mm-hmm. that I had you know purchased or whatever. But like a lot of the songs, especially when you're in your the 40s and 50s of your top 50 of the year, mm-hmm. like you don't necessarily have those songs that you purchased. Right. So I would like have to sit by the radio and wait and you listen. And you'd, you'd hear a little bit of like the production from the radio station in my recordings. <laughs> and like yeah. I, I remember at one point I actually tracked one of the tapes down because I would tape an entire broadcast and introduce every song of, and, and you know go through the whole thing, and it was so. It was it was kind of in that '90s era where it was like kind of the grunge thing was there, and like it was like it wasn't cool to be like, "Hey, everybody, it's our top 40 radio stations. You're gonna love it." It wasn't that. It was all like the, you know, you're like, "Oh man, like this band's pretty cool," <laughs> and like you just hear, I have no energy, no inflection. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, this song is pretty good. It's like one of those. Like you were in that like sort of album rock sort of vibe mm-hmm. where like that, mm-hmm. and, you know, because you were too cool for the room. You yeah. couldn't be excited about the music. It was just like whatever. Yeah, like music, the, uh, and guitars, and like they left the guitars on. They feed back. So what? That's the KLOS Los Angeles sort of delivery. KLOS Los Angeles. Uh, the haze is gonna burn off around noon today, and uh, the uh, the waves are swelling to about two and a half feet. Uh, here's we're gonna get the lead out right now. Some Zeppelin, and then they play the song. Yeah, well, after and, like five seconds that of kind silence. Of, yeah, right. after and then. And then they'd make sure that every note of the song played yeah, before play they start the next one. That's the ad campaign. Because the knock against AM radio was, hey, you're going to play the whole song! Yeah. I'm trying to keep it tight, okay? We are, we're trying to keep the momentum What, are you playing the 45 here. cut? You're not even playing the album cut? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there were some album rock stations that were just <laughs> so low-key that yeah, I'm just uh, smoking a doobie right now and uh, kicking back and listening to some... Uh, Forget who it is. <laughs> well, I'm but you're gonna like it. So I don't really <laughs> remember. I think it's Penguins like it. in Bondage by Zappa, but I'm you're not sure. Like right now. Here it is. I love it. The first <laughs> That's a great song, though. Penguins I love it in Bondage. The first time I heard it. Yeah, ch- check that out later mm-hmm. on today. Mm-hmm. Was that in your top ten? Yeah. Oh well, no. It's it's the <laughs> Wait, bubbling under the top ten. And we need to talk about this tomorrow. We need to go through this whole list because there's one that you have in there, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's just like anything from. Foreigner. I think it was Foreigner. Yeah, I think wait, it was like, yeah. wait a minute, number four is anything from Foreigner? That's number not, three. This is number the worst three. list of I all love, time. <laughs> I lumped every Foreigner song in at number three. <laughs> but, like, Boston has, like, nine spots on the list. Like, you broke them up. They got all got their own slots. I think there's two. There's two. There's multiple, there's for two. sure. All right, well, whatever. We'll go through this. Tomorrow. All right. Uh, top Metro, fe- Metro Jet official says uh, the only pop- possible explanation of the Russian aircraft crash uh, could be an external impact on the plane. I think what he's saying there is a missile. Yes. External. And boy, somebody or threw a bird a rock, or a rock. A bird. Yeah. Uh-huh. A, um, a jart, a lawn jart. Someone <laughs> threw it really high. <laughs> sometimes when you're throwing those yeah. underhanded, they'll yeah. slip out of your hand. And they go really high. And sometimes they'll, they'll go 30, well, they 40,000 feet. Actually, this was, uh, this was in the Sinai. Uh, <laughs> when, over, over the Sinai, they still have the metal jarts there. They have oh, not banned wow. right. the metal jarts. That's true. So, and they'll go high. Yeah, and they if will. they slip out of your hand, they can, they can travel 35,000, 40,000 feet. <laughs> they can. So they be careful. Can. The wind can carry them. Be careful if you're using a jart in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good quote for the day. Be careful if you're using a jart in the Middle East. That's a, that's a new bumper sticker. <laughs> it is. I think Pat has actually a bumper sticker on his. By the way, Weirdly, are, I do. are really adopting the bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah, they are. Did I, we got another one today. Um, said, uh, did I, I may have read this to you earlier. Oh. Doesn't Pat have a bumper sticker that says, I only watch shows with great art direction? 
so great. I don't know why I love this bit so much, but I, we need more uh, people working on the graphics for all of the things that we say have Pat has a bumper sticker in his car for. <laughs> <laughs> so many. You're there such is. a big activist. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, think people yeah. understand that. No, they about don't. You. I mean, they don't. But they will. When they see my car. Like a van. So you I, have I, space. I need one. Yeah. If we had an actual budget, I would buy a like a $500 like used car that barely you buy runs. My car? That'd be funny. And uh, yeah, just put all these bumper stickers on it and just like <laughs> drive it around to events. <laughs> That would be fun. Well, you need to do this. That would be fun. We were going to we, buy the patents to house in Detroit. That never worked out. It, it didn't. We and didn't it was have the only a dollar, budget. and we, yeah. we couldn't do it. Maybe we just need to purchase it ourselves. Yeah, but I mean, they wouldn't let us. We'll just take it out of Jeffy's dollar. All right. That's fair. Well, when did we agree to that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go ahead with your plane Okay, so anyway, they're ruling serious. out it's some kind of technical fault of the plane or pilot error. Uh, obviously, this was shot down by, you know, I don't know, ISIS. Do they have that capability? Yes. Uh, thank you, Jeffy, our uh, ISIS <laughs> oh, <they did>. capability <laughs> expert. <laughs> I didn't even get it. <laughs> I missed that. I love the Jeffy yeah, moments you, of Jeffy. expertise. Yeah. That's an, uh, it's one of those things that Jeffy does and a lot of people wouldn't recognize. But like when there's uncertainty in a room, uh -huh. Jeffy is always the guy to step in <laughs> He's the one who's and certain. provide the certainty. Yeah. No matter what the topic. It's now, like, uh, physics, is that like, uh, I mean, uh, yes. what's the, uh, yes, right. yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. And don't ever it. challenge him because he can't back it up. That's it. can't back it up. If you ask him a follow-up, up it was like i know i know what it don't worry about it i got it all right think i got it think about think it, about it. <laughs> spoons oh jerry thinks just the, the forcefulness of his voice makes him right yeah and he does have a big ballsy voice so he just he just says it loudly and deeply and assumes that everyone's just gonna be like oh wow he must know wow yeah he must Did you know. hear how he said that but uh, the problem with the, with it's worked this, in a number of places it is the, the country the issue here is we know you <laughs> and we know you don't know anything about anything mm -hmm. so but I, but I do no you don't i do you, you, mm -hmm. you just don't you don't at all yeah so mm. All right. Uh, so sadly, though, this, you know, there were 224 people. Okay. No, you can't do that transition. Sadly. You need to transition slowly back into the story. We said okay, it was... the, the plane broke into pieces. But what they, they took off first. What about they... they took off. Yep. That's fine. Everything was fine. They're fly, flying. Yes. For a while. Everything was fine. Okay. And then it broke into pieces. Not for very long. Yeah. Uh, so... Now, Jeffy knows that because he's an expert on plane An crashes. official told the Associated Press, we're all shocked. It was a good mm. plane. Everything checked out in 35 it is minutes. Weird. It is weird. I mean, is Russia going to retaliate? I, if this was us and our plane had been shot down, what would we do about it, it with Barack Obama in charge, uh, with would, John Kerry in charge? We'd do what we're doing. We're, Nothing. We'd send 50 troops in. Would we even do that? I don't know. I don't know, but... Yeah, we we just sent fifty, yeah. or was it less it than fifty? I, I thought it was fifty into Syria for special forces. Uh, yeah, into Syria, and they're going to take care of fifty thousand ISIS uh, forces. I, I don't. It's interesting. It I, sure is. So it'll be uh, fascinating to see if uh, the Russians do anything about this. Uh, but pretty clearly, the plane was shot down, and two hundred and twenty-four of their people killed. Really sad story. Mm. Um, meanwhile, the Australian Islamic leader says Muslim school children shouldn't have to sing their national anthem. You know, if that's the case, what are you doing in Australia? If, if you don't believe that you can sing your country's national anthem, why are you there? Right. Uh, 
Spokesman of a controversial Islamic group in Australia on Sunday said that Muslim school children should not be required to sing the national anthem, nor should immigrants have to recite a citizenship oath. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't buy that. In a speech to a conference designed to train Australian Muslims to defend themselves against undercover police investigations, a uh, spokesman called the government's efforts at weeding out Islamic radicalism forced assimilation. If you don't share those values, why should, be, you, why should you be forced to sing it? A disputed view of history. Uh, the government claims to afford freedom, but seeks to impose values and beliefs on Muslims. Uh, Badar took particular issue with the phrase of the Australian citizenship oath, whose democratic beliefs I share. It's not enough that you obey the law. No, you have to adopt, adopt our values. This is the problem with these kinds of immigrants they don't want your country they don't want your values they don't want your culture but they do want to live there how why if you don't like the values the language the principles uh, if you can't take the oath if you can't have some loyalty if you can't bring something to the table get out no but get out you say the same thing to jeffy on that one I mean, if you can't bring something to the table, get out. Get out. You guys are such jokers. No, we're not. It's <laughs> so funny. It's similar. It is similar to the Jeffy thing, though. Really, it's like if you're not going to come here and work, and actually, <clears throat> like, just don't come. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the situation with the with immigrants as well. It's like we look, we want you here. We do. Mm -hmm. We actually want immigrants here. We want you here. We want you to better our society. That's why I come. Yeah. Um, but there needs to be assimilation. But there need, well, yeah. I mean, there has to be. I know, think. You, I think there has to be. You don't have to adopt all the things that we do. You don't have to celebrate all of our holidays. You don't have, you don't have to do that. No. But, you know, but you, you can keep your... Um, there has to be some buy-in. You would think there, there has to be. It's your, to your point, you'd think there would be. Yeah. Not that we have to force it on you. But you mm -hmm. think that there would be? You'd you'd want to, like why? Like, why are you? It's here like it's like Megan McCain. Why bother being a Republican if you're going to go on TV and always disagree with Republicans? I don't mean right. to you know single her out per se, but it's just like that type of thing. It's like why bother? Why bother? Uh, Colin Powell is even a better example. Stop calling yourself a freaking Republican. All you do is come out and say how Republicans are bad and Barack Obama is good. You're not a Republican. Right. Okay. Right. You know why bother with it? Stop with the with the games. And it's like you want to come here. And the reason, of course, in this situation is you want to come to the United States to take advantage of the wonderful things we have. That That's the problem here is they want to come mm -hmm. in and, and take advantage of the great stuff, which we want to we want to share and with the world. And give nothing in return. But you need to have some sort of buy-in, you'd think. Yeah, you would think so. But it's apparently not a pre prerequisite anymore. Certainly not in America. 888-727-BECK. More patents, too. Uh, is coming up. It's inevitable, really. What are you going to do about it? You know, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, there's there's nothing. Stop it. There's got to be some way to stop it. No way to stop it. Wait, what is this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream on the way. Where's the ice cream? Pickles and the lettuce, special orders, don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way.
Every That's day. our slogan here every day. Uh, on the Pat and Stu show is that we have it your way. He does it every day. You every have it our break. way. Every or no, break. we day. have it your way. No, wait. What is it? What is our slogan here? Our slogan is, where's the ice cream? That's what our slogan That's is. That's what our slogan That's is. That's what it is. Where, where is, is the, the ice cream? cream? Uh, Blue Bell ice cream, we are told, is on the way, which is not as specific as I would like. I'd like it like an Uber app where you can kind of mm -hmm. watch the Blue Bell slowly come to your house. Yeah, because it's been off the shelf since, I think, April, and now it's finally back uh, after the Listeria scare. And they, I guess they got things under control. They got... Can you imagine how much money these guys lost Huge. over the last oh seven God. or eight, mo eight months? Huge. I mean, hundreds of millions? Billions? I, I don't know what Bluebell takes in. I only know that where they, where they have a presence, they're in, I think, 22 states, and they dominate wherever they have a presence. Yes, they do. In Texas, I think they have a 60 share. In the Dallas Metroplex, I think it's about 68% or 65%. In the state of Louisiana, Bluebell has like 67% of the ice cream sold is Bluebell. I mean, that's amazing. And you can <laughs> tell amazing. that, especially in those areas, by how empty the shelves looked when they pulled it off. Yeah, because it's There's a huge, huge area space. that Bluebell takes yes, up it sure with was. all their various flavors. And then when that all went away, it was all taken off the shelves, I think that a lot of the grocery stores thought, well, okay, they'll be, they'll be back in a week or two, and we'll just leave the space open. And they did leave it open for a week And they left it open so. for a while, and it was a huge empty space, and then they started yeah, spreading, spreading out, out the yeah. other, like Oak Hill brand or whatever, whatever crappy brand that is Whoa. just uh, not an acceptable Whoa. alternative. Mm. I like sorry. ice cream, so I'm not going to bash ice creams. You know, can we not at least come together on that? Thank you. And Bluebell actually had the, uh, the Sid Bass, the billionaire, come on board to help him up through this, too. Sid Bass uh, yeah. from uh, the Fort Worth guy? Yeah. He came on board uh, during this time to uh, give them a helping hand. Hmm. He, so he infused him with some money? Yeah. Did he really? Wow, that's nice. Nice. That's awesome. Um, that's not going to stop the tragedy that's going on around this nation. Is there one? <laughs> is, is there one? Is there one? Stupid question. Stupid uh, question. Well, it comes from somebody who obviously mm. is probably mansplaining. Uh, to people all the time. Mansplaining? Yeah. I, I'm not <laughs> sure what you mean. Well, that's what Marco Rubio does. He mansplains? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's been accused of mansplaining. Uh, uh, that, what that means is uh, when a man uh -huh. explains something, yeah. it's mansplaining. And I think uh, you know it. Uh, <laughs> okay. It, like, I had to explain that to you, by the way. I'm a man, and so I, but I said it in a way that was not offensive to women. So oh. I did not. I explained that. Oh, okay. I, I did not mansplain it. Um, he actually uh, got accused of this, by the way. Um, of the, mansplaining? <laughs> mansplaining. Uh, because he said, the joke he said of, like, I had to explain to my wife uh, how she, how Sally Mae was taking $1,000 out of my bank account. Every oh, jeez. And so they're and saying. that was a funny line. It was just line. a joke, obviously. Just a funny line. Uh, and I guess the but complaint But she's so stupid. She's so stupid. That, that he had to explain to her that right. Sally Mae is not the name of a person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a government loan program. Yeah. Honey. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, while you're cute and everything, I know you don't know a lot of information. That is literally <laughs> what they're doing. Is they're saying that she's. Oh, man. So I, I man. Explaining is a big issue, and we're seeing it uh, as it plays out in the tragedy of, you know, women who dress up in costumes that are revealing. Mm -hmm. And apparently, a lot of the comic book nerds think that that means that they could just go up and just grab them. Um, and 
And it doesn't mean that? No, it does not mean that. What? Yeah, let me mansplain this All to right, you for a second. Mansplain it to me. Uh, no, actually, when people dress up in costumes, you're not allowed to grope them. Uh, now, Jeff, is, this are, like, is this like a new law? No, it's is not this new. So it just happened. New law. It's not new. And, but apparently, what it kind is, of turd goes up and, and starts groping a woman because she's in a Wonder Woman outfit? Right. Come on. I don't know. Does Come it happen? On. I guess it must. Maybe this is from Comic Con this weekend. Um, is that here in Dallas? And this is in Austin, no. I believe. All right. Um, and there it is. Cosplay, which is playing know. in costumes, I guess, <laughs> is not consent. Uh, it goes on to say, if you would like to take a picture with someone at a Wizard World Comic Con, please a ask first and respect that person's right to say no. Any form of harassment will not be tolerated. Please be respectful of other others' space and privacy. Enjoy the show. Really? Like, is that a big concern at these shows? Uh, I guess it is. Maybe I it mean, is. Obviously I, it is, yeah. I mean, I've never been to one, but I would, I would assume people would apply the same laws <laughs> in normal society. You would, you would think so, yeah. Yeah, you can't just grope people. You can't just force them to take photos with you, uh, which is again, you know, it's offensive to you, Jeffy, as a, as a mansplainer. Uh, you probably don't understand that, but you do understand the danger of, of costume weapons. I think. Yeah, and there, um, there's an inspection station that was is. set up. Yeah, this is a legitimate sign: costume wow. weapons inspection station. So they have to make sure that the lightsaber is not a real real lightsaber. lightsaber. A lot of the lightsabers now are actual lightsabers. Actual lightsabers. Mm -hmm. And they'll slice you in half. Yeah. So uh, um, very, very fascinating. So they have to make sure that they're just the plastic kind that lights up inside. Uh -huh. uh, very, very so, interesting. Yeah. By the way, uh, did you know in New York they have a law that says you can't Wait a have... Was Natasha actually there at Comic-Con? Yeah. She actually... Let's see that close up. Who's this with you, Natasha? Oh, uh, the Living Dead Bruce guy, Campbell. or Evil Dead guy, right? Evil Dead? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the Evil Dead guy oh my is. Gosh. What is well, that? It's a, like a what, 70s or 80s movie? 80s? 80, 81, maybe? A, a guy from 80, from a movie from 81 is still showing up at Comic-Con? Uh, All right. And there is a new series out now. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, did, so, did you know that they have a law in look New how, York? Look, that's quite a couple right there. Yeah, yeah. It's a matching little... Mm -hmm. Things. Was there a certain je ne sais quoi between the two of you, Natasha? Absolutely. Yeah, I thought Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. she's right. bought in. And I like the, uh, the, the really descriptive nature. Is They've like got matching, matching things little things going, things going on there. Thank you. How do you have a job in broadcasting? <laughs> well, they do. What are you talking about? Everybody can see it. I like his bolo right tie, though. That's, uh, that's very <laughs> happening. So what I was saying was about the costume laws is that they actually have a law in New York that says you can't have a real gun that looks like a fake gun or a fake gun that looks like a real gun. So you can't have a fake gun that looks like a real gun, so it's like mm -hmm. black and look scary, those scary military-style assault weapons. Got to have an orange about. tip it's on It's got to have an orange tip or be blue or something. Mm -hmm. The same, you can't have a gun that, it, it, a real gun that's like blue or pink because people might mistake that for a fake gun. Okay. Right. That's New that's Bloomberg's New York, by the way. Jeez. Fascinating, isn't Amazing. it? Yes. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. More Pat and Stu come out. More mansplain. We're gonna mansplain this coming up. That's what we do here. here. Much of this stuff, so we're gonna mansplain it to you. We're not. We don't. We don't want men just demanding things. By the way, where's the ice cream? Where's it? We asked for ice cream. Bring it
Oh, wow. I am all choked up over this Canadian chain that decided <laughs> to uh, really? stuff Reese's peanut butter cups into a burger. And then they called it a day. Yep. That's all they did? Mm. That's all they did. They just, I don't know. You know, they uh, just put Reese's, Reese's wow, peanut butter cup I don't know about into that a... One. Wait, so I thought uh, it was just going to be... <laughs> The candy bar, but then there's bacon and meat in it. Yeah, so you yeah. might be able to get around that whole peanut as butter As well as the thing. chocolate. And then onion rings and, holy cow, that... Uh, it doesn't look that o- bad. other pieces of Reese's <clears throat> on the top, too. Yeah, it's it does not, not look yeah. that bad, to be honest with you. It I, I doesn't, like, on the other hand, look that good. No, yeah. it does not. I feel like it could potentially taste all right, but, you know... I don't I, know about that. The fried onion strings, to me, are a bonus... In any, really, on any burger. No doubt about you, you that. You got to get those fried onion strings on there. That, I, in fact, there's a. Um, I think Not um, me, but. Jack in the Box mm. has a, a, ch- a cheddar onion burger they're doing right now. Mm. And uh, I was looking at it, and it was an interesting uh, composition because it had uh, fried onion strings and sautéed onions on it. Ooh. Which is like sautéed onions, like they, you're kind of doubling up there a little bit. Yeah, but, but with the sauté, you don't I'm get the okay crunch. With it. Yeah, you're right. You get the crunch, and then you get kind of. I don't know. What, the question is, what does the sautéed onion add? Because we know what the fr- the right. fried onion adds. It's it's a very positive development. Mm-hmm. But I would say uh, I would say it's uh, something I would like to try in, in my own way. There's a restaurant uh, we've talked about it before on the show called Red Robin. Yes, that, uh, I love uh, Red Robin. Has uh, a stack of onion rings they bring to the table. Yes, and the Tower of Onion Rings. Uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. which you know I may have come to my table once or twice when we were there. And Once or- I like the thinner, uh, you know, sometimes yes. they throw the big thick onion onion rings, so it's not as easy to do. But you take the thinner ones and you put those on your burger separately. Yeah, the thin ones that. are the better. To me, the better, because I don't like, like, the, the, the inch of breading on the outside of those. Like, you know what, you know, you know, I don't know, I like the thinner, the thinner, yeah, like, batterish like breading yeah. on onion rings more than the thick, like, like breadcrumb breading. And I also don't like the really thick piece of onion. Yeah, so yeah. Sometimes I don't need to, yeah. put too much onion. Too much onion. And while we're here, uh, mm. can I have one more observation? Because this is pretty important. Mm. Uh, cake balls. Uh, perhaps the greatest thing of all time. I freaking love cake balls. <laughs> but you know what I've noticed uh, with cake balls is one of the keys to making a, a really good uh, cake ball is to not have the, the mm. outer coating to be too thick. Yes. Because then it just, like, there's something you about lose it. it. You lose it. Like, I had uh, cake balls uh, in Texas uh, this weekend. Uh, really? A place called Amaze Balls Cake Balls. Uh, which was fast. They were f- fabulous, uh, but the little like it was like that thin layer. Ooh, yeah, so you, it's enough. like a l- enough cake, but enough of that little just sweetness enough. on the outside. Oh man! Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. There's something about cake in the cake ball form that makes it superior to all other cake. I don't know what that is. There's probably something going on there, like a like a science thing. Yeah. There's a molecular transit transformation okay there you go that happens that's why so, it's so difficult for me to eat the cake that my wife makes at the house i mean i do to be nice but i you know i, I you actually do a lot I, I say boy wouldn't this be better if it were cake balls <clears throat> huh well because yeah. jeffy actually brought in a, a bunch of cake the other day that his wife made which had it seemingly pudding injected into it, it. Had pudding injected into it mm. it was darn good some boston yeah that was good that's really good. boston cream pie yeah, cake or something it was have i mentioned we're fat have we, have we talked uh, about yes. that today yes and um, we deserve every pound that we have i don't i don't know about this canadian thing though with the beef the chocolate, the peanut butter, no, either. Uh, yeah. and the crispy onion rings, two strips of smoked bacon, and then even more 
peanut butter cup That's candy on Why top of it. And then and then they sell it for fifteen ninety eight Canadian, which is over a dollar and a half American. <laughs> that used that to show be used to work. Yeah, that used that to be true. <laughs> not quite anymore. But it's almost sixteen bucks for this yeah, thing. Yeah, a lot. That's a and, bit. No way. I mean, get a close up of this again. Would you eat that? No. I, I mean, really, I, I don't think I would. You know, I chocolate and meat don't work very well. Together well, together. To me. Yeah, together. Separately. I mean, separately, if you're going to have the chocolate for dessert, separate. I mean, yes, it winds up at the same place, but only after you've tasted it. I don't, I don't think that would be great together. <laughs> that just seems icky. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Not there. Would you do it? I mean, if, obviously you wouldn't because you don't eat yeah. meat. But, yeah, but during your meat-eating days, would that be appealing to you? I'd give it a shot. I, would you? I'd give it a shot. See what happens. You know, if they set it down in front of you, you can't say no. That's a that's an impossibility. That's not. It's amazing, Jeff. No, that's you can't. Not, you can't. That's like a law. Well, like it's like one of those things. When we went uh, a long time ago, back in when we lived in Tampa, we went to the Strawberry <laughs> Festival. Remember the Strawberry Festival? Do, do I remember the Where Strawberry v. Festival? Where V. Wayne yes. Newton played for us uh, and yes. maybe a couple of thousand other people. And they had the... Donkey Shane. Yeah. He was great. Wayne Newton was fantastic, was Wayne Newton. by the way. It was awesome. Oh, I mean, it was... You're fun. preaching to the choir here, my friend. <laughs> look, I understand With he's Wayne not... Wayne Newton, you're, I know, you look, are preaching come to on. the choir. I know it's yeah. not every uh, foreigner yeah. song Please, ever made. I get it. But it was, it's, it's, it was a fun you're show. Right it was a lot of fun. He was, are you he was, kidding me? He was come really on. funny. Daddy, don't you walk so fast? It wasn't as much about the music as the entertainment, I will say. But it was fun. He was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so, but there, it was right when that, the uh, deep fried candy bar craze was kicking off. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we're like, they'll take, they'll take a Milky Way bar, dip it yeah. in batter, and deep fry it. It's just a good craze. It's that a good craze. Really and, I, and I would say they had deep fried Oreos mm, and all yep. sorts of stuff. And I remember going in and being like, I just don't see, like, is this really, I mean, I get that you're like going over the top to make it ridiculous, but it's mm -hmm. not like something that's going to be really good. It's going to be and one yet, of those you eat just to say you ate. And yet, uh, it was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It you was could deep tremendous. fry a sock and <laughs> it could be delicious. You could. It would be you good. Could. Jeff, he's done it uh, many times. Crusty old gym sock, right? Mm -hmm. You just deep fat fry that bad boy, put a little mustard on it, you're eating Ketchup. that thing. Ketchup? Okay. Yeah, no mustard. All right. <laughs> you really yeah, no did mustard. do it, didn't you? Uh, then we find out from Mental Floss that there is a man who is his own child's uncle. Mm. How does that happen? Uncle Dad is what uh, I guess. He, <laughs> that's according to DNA testing. My 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 kids watch this uh, show called uh, Uncle Grandpa or something. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. It's on uh, the Cartoon Network. He's everybody in the world's uncle and grandfather or something. <laughs> wow, sounds Some good. Some weirdness, man. Mm. If you ever watch Cartoon Network shows, they are yeah, bizarre. They are. It's not like yeah, Looney Tunes days. Where it's Bugs Bunny and well, is this Adult Swim or is this uh, no? It's no, it's, it's Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network during the day. But yeah, like things called like there's a cartoon called The Regular yeah. Show, and then there's this Uncle yeah. and Grandpa. The misadventures of a magical uncle and grandpa to everyone in the world <laughs> and his friends. Yep, is it Uncle Grandpa? Really, some freaky stuff. I mean, some freaky stuff. It started in 2010. Wow, really? Has it been around that long? That's crazy. Anyway, there's a baby born in Washington uh, last year that is his own cousin, according to Genesis, geneticists. Uh, the child's father is a genetic uh, chimera, a person who carries two sets of DNA. After failing several paternity tests, the man learned that his sperm actually belonged to a twin he had absorbed in the womb. 
and I've got to go back to court. Oh, that's creepy. That's this a great is a good excuse. case. Wow. Imagine. This is a good imagine case. Imagine how much wow. alimony you can have. I am saving. I mean, never mind. <laughs> go ahead, Pat. <laughs> the uh, vanished twin, therefore, was technically the baby's father. How wow, creepy is that? That is unbelievable. I've never heard of such a thing. The parents. Which, you know what's really weird about this is uh, the vanished twin obviously was never a person, right? Uh, because right. it was just a some tissue. Yeah. So how could a t how could a bunch of tissue be I, a father? Isn't that interesting? It's so weird how science keeps proving Gosh, the case weird. against abortion that when they is. say it's nothing, it's not a life. It's weird. a freaking father. How could it not be a life? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. That's a really good point. How would you like that though? You're the, you're the dad. You take the you take the test. Turns out you're not the dad. You would think, okay, where has my wife been? Wouldn't you? I mean, you, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. if it was your yeah. wife, yeah, right? Or, I mean, obviously, he was with a woman who, then they had a baby, and he took a paternity test somehow or for some reason, and it turns out he's the uncle, not the father. I. I I'd be a little uh, confused. I will say that it, it first makes you suspicious of the yes, geneticists. Yes, it like, does. Oh, really? Yes, it oh, does. it was an yeah. absorbed twin, it, was we it? see if there was a payment from yeah. the mother here <laughs> through the I geneticists. Or the check the GPS. <laughs> see the, check the GPS, see if she's been over uh, the, uh, the geneticist's line. house recently. <laughs> yes. um, the yeah. other part, like, you. You're coming down the street I, with This me. is a oh, very Jeffy-esque story. This is one you should be bringing up on the show. This really should be a Jeffy presentation. Uh, but it does. I mean, it, those things can happen, right? Uh, it can be weird, weird things, I guess. I guess. And yeah. I mean, I, I always think of this, and this is a, maybe tasteless, I don't know, but it's like uh, there's, there are biblical stories, let's say, where you'd think that, like, you know, Joseph had to be like, what? <laughs> really? No, no, serious? Oh, 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 this is a miracle. It's a freaking miracle, is it? Is it, Mary? It's a freaking miracle. Wow, look at this. There had to be a moment of that. Uh, there may have been a moment. <laughs> I'm not saying it was his best moment. I don't know. You're telling me, though, if this happened to you. Come on. Well, there was an angel involved who told Joseph what was going on. Right, so that well, but I mean, you know. Kind of makes a difference. Probably did, you know, but there had right. to be a moment mm -hmm. where he just wait a minute. Was that a, was wait. that real? Did I <laughs> wait a minute? Does he know like Spielberg or something? Is there yeah. some sort of CGI going on that I'm not aware of? I'm sure that all went through Joseph's head. <laughs> had to go CGI, through his head. CGI, like, Spielberg, what? all and of after it. all this, I believe in all this, I still can't get a room. Yeah. He's got to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> got to be pissed. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the, when the when the baby was born, he was healthy, but his blood type didn't match the mom or the dad. So that's kind of interesting. Then a cheap cheek swab, paternity test confirmed the child's DNA didn't match the dad. The couple who had conceived through in vitro fertilization worried that their fertility clinic screwed up. Then the staff assured them that there had been no mix-up. So whose sperm was it? couple took their question to Stanford geneticist Barry Starr, who uh, runs the Ask a Geneticist website. That sounds credible, doesn't it? Let's go to the Ask the Geneticist website. Uh, Starr suggested a more comprehensive type of genetic testing. Those results showed that the baby was definitely related to the father, both as a nephew and a son. That's that is beautiful. really weird. That oh, is a weird, that is a weird story. Weird but stuff. hey, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't, you know, be skeptical. We, if they, he identifies as the uncle one day, 
and father the dad the next. Day? That's, that's right. okay. We want to know, okay. everyone should know that that's, that's right. okay. And conversely, if he identifies as the aunt and the mom, yes. that too is okay. Completely fine with that. That too is fine. Right? That, did All you right. see that? That was one of the, my favorite uh, Halloween costumes was uh, this year was the half and half Bruce Jenner. No, oh, one really? the, no one that's was wrong. The, uh, no, uh, no. The I Olympic won't have Bruce it. Jenner, and the other no. was the female. No, oh, no. What did Bruce no. go Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner go as? Did he go as Bruce? He just went out. What are you talking about? Why would he? No, no, that's wrong. No, I won't be a party to this. <laughs> More patents to come now. Without, without Jeffy, yeah. we I'm will not. Very disappointed. In you. It's wrong. Was that wrong. you or was the disembodied former twin? Which one? Yes. Okay. Okay, good. You're lucky because you're going to get away with it this time because of that. That's kind of cool. Hey, it's Pat and Stu, and this is, in fact, our uh, spoon segment, uh, Blue Bell Ice Cream. If you're not in one of the 22 states where it's available, you are missing out, and you should probably move to a state where Blue Bell Ice Cream is. There's is still available. some sub-states waiting for it. Uh, actually, Texas is uh, not one of those states is waiting for it. We finally have it. Today's the day, November 2nd, year of our Lord, 2015. Blue Bell Homemade Ice Cream is back. They have four flavors, um, and it's an interesting choice of flavors. It is. Uh, so Dutch chocolate is. is a big problem for Pat. Because yeah, because the milk chocolate, I, I've told Bluebell about this for years. The milk chocolate should be your main chocolate brand. It's by far right. superior to Dutch. I agree with that, 100%. Cookies and cream is a fine choice. Yeah. Vanilla is an obvious it. choice. Is their number one seller. Mm -hmm. Butter pecan? What? What? Yeah, it's a weird choice. Yeah, for, for a f if, if you only have doing, four flavors, like yeah. what, no strawberry... No yeah. fruit flavor type. Well, you, know, you figure like have chocolate vanilla strawberry, pretty standard. Yeah, right. they go butter pecan there, so it's an interesting, interesting. choice. But we're going to sample all of these, and because uh, who knows how they taste now with no listeria, um, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> now you might say to yourself, "Hey, um, why didn't you get Jeffy any?" And here's there's an actual answer to this one because normally it's just because we don't well, we don't like Jeffy. Is, is that? Mm -hmm. It's a little melty, by the way, because um, we just a little it back. bit melty. But I'm going to try the Dutch chocolate right now. I go with the butter pecan. And, um, mm. oh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, it is really good. No, I'm not a big butter pecan fan, but that's actually really good. Mm -hmm. You know what? Bluebell does really well is their vanilla. The vanilla is better, I think, than most well, vanillas. This is an interesting thing because we were going to get, like, I was like, my idea was we just each get our own half gallon for every, every break. So, like, yeah, uh -huh. you know, we'll, I'll eat like a half gallon of vanilla during the first segment. And then a half gallon of chocolate during the second segment. We'll just work throughout the show. But we could only buy four. In fact, we were only supposed to be able to buy two. Because yeah. they've limited the amount one per person can purchase. And think about what's happened here. This is a product that was off the market for six months because it had <laughs> bacteria or whatever, listeria People in it. died. People died. Did they actually die? Yeah, right? I can't Nine remember. People I think died? We yeah, we did lose some. Uh -huh. And people are so, they, they don't care, so, it's so good that they have to limit people actually, actually purchasing it um, because... To two per customer. Two per customer because... they know the demand is going to be so high. Right. 
Again, this is not a product that was pulled off because it was like new Coke, where they were like, we're going to try a new flavor, and then the old mm. Coke comes back. This, there was a listeria problem with this product. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's yummy. Mm. Even Jeffy you getting, eating some, too. Mm. Jeffy, you have yours? Yeah, go ahead and eat that. Mm. Yeah, the vanilla it has a lot of, of uh, has a big vanilla taste to it. It's not yeah, it like, does. just creamy. <clears throat> oh, mine, it's, just, mine just arrived. Oh, yeah, here it is. This is the one that we had one of these left. <laughs> this bad boy this is, has been in there Listeria since the beginning. Era. Yes. This, this is Listeria, Listeria era. era. Oh, no one has eaten it. They won't touch it. Except you will. Yeah, I will. What the heck? I've, I've almost done it. I can't tell you how many times. Oh, somebody did get into it. Uh, really? Did we Have we lost anybody at the, here in the company? Not that I know Who of. Who the hell would eat a little bit of that like that? My only answer to that would be you. But I didn't. But you do didn't it. do it this time. I, first of all, mm. Stu. Yes. Um, <laughs> you see the size of this thing? <laughs> okay. That's a shot glass. Shut up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, he There's no not. way. You eat the he whole thing and you dispose of the package, and no one knows it. He was takes you. a spoon okay. to one of these size things. Yeah. I mean, well, what stop. I'm saying though is, you're the only person who is so who would delve into it. And leave no, it's it. the type of person that just cares about <clears throat> others so little. Mm -hmm. that, uh, he, that he would actually do that That to really somebody. ticks me off, and I, I hope the person has listeria. Well, you can go ahead and still eat it, Jeff. It's right there. Well, it's, I have a, only have a plastic spoon. I it's get really listeria. Right oh, here you go. You need to wait for it to From soften Blue up Bell. a little bit. Okay, and when I eat ice cream. I have to wait for some of the freezer burn to melt off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's all. Don't you enjoy what you have over there. Without chocolate, it's really good. Uh-huh. You know, like the milk chocolate more, but. Yeah, but the Dutch mm -hmm. is still pretty so good. Here's what I would say. Still pretty good. Well, that's usually knew what they were doing. So I would say number one, cookies and cream for me. Yeah. Uh, I'll go right. number two, the Dutch chocolate. Although I, really? the vanilla is really good too, but uh -huh. go number two, the Dutch chocolate. Number three, the vanilla. Mm -hmm. Number four, the butter pecan, although it's closer than I thought to the butter pecan and the vanilla. I like the butter pecan a lot. The butter pecan is good, man. Pretty freaking good. Um, and uh, Jeffy, uh, sorry, we're just out. We don't, we're not going to have enough time for you to get some today. Dang but it. But I mean, there's just like some left. No, it's all gone. No, this, the, the, the crew. It's all gone. What? Yeah, it's gone. Some. Completely gone. The show's over? Mm hmm. Yeah, it's all set. So why don't you get out? <laughs> See you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. or, not, or not. Or not. Why don't you don't not feel come? like you need to come in tomorrow. You shouldn't come in anymore. <laughs>